All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is your host, Tommy Tahoe Lamo, episode 248. Uh, new month, August, we're ready to roll. We're pumped, we're excited. Uh, honestly, I, I had the shittiest sales month of the year in July. I had a couple deals push out, um, hoping to turn the tide in August, break the sa- summer sales slump. And uh, I've got two more months left in the quarter to make it happen. So that's where my head's at. Thank you for joining me. This is where young salespeople come to learn how to grow their career and uh, you know move up the ranks, get more skills, build their craft, make more money, whatever it might be. Uh, we're learning it all. Super excited about today's episode. I got Rachel Shi. She is the Senior Manager of Partnerships over at Vidyard. Um, we talked about a lot of stuff. We went from studying graphic design in college uh, to her transition into sales. Uh, she, you know, was crushing it over at Hootsuite. It's a very well-known brand in the B2B world and in the social media world. And uh, then went over to Vidyard. And uh, really a lot of this conversation, we do talk about Rachel's path. But the second half, we get very tactical. It's a very tactical episode to getting into how do you use video throughout the sales process? We know it's uh, only becoming more and more important, especially as we're, you know, in a digital sales world. Um, so how do you use it as SDR? How do you use it as an AE? Prospecting, working deals along, demos, follow-up, closing deals, referrals, etc. cetera. Um, and so Rachel just dropped some absolute knowledge bombs. I'm really excited for you to check her out. Um, before we do that, let's give a, a quick shout to our sponsor, Postal.io, who's been with us from the start. They are the way, the most... Uh, you know, customized way to send gifts to your customers or your prospects rather than just sending like, you know, the, the normal like gift card, you can send something from the winery, uh, you know, in their state, or you can send some from the florist across town or whatever it is to really make a meaningful experience. Um, and sending gifts to people as a salesperson is an absolute no brainer. Like in the world where you're probably not taking them to lunch right now, um, San Francisco just put a new mandate for masks indoors starting tomorrow. So like when you're not seeing people, this is the way to do it. This is the way to build relationships and trust and, you know, kind of stand stand out from all the other Joe Schmoge out there trying to sell to your prospects. So check them out at postal.io. Um, check me out. I'm all over the place. Apple and Spotify, subscribe to this podcast. You want to see what we look like? Head over to YouTube. I'm posting every day on uh, Instagram and and Twitter at Tommy Tahoe. Obviously on LinkedIn every day, Tom Alamo. So hit me up. Let me know what you think of the show. And without further ado, let's just get straight into my conversation with Rachel. Let's go. All right, Rachel Shee coming out of Toronto, Canada. Good morning, and welcome to Millennial Sales. How are you? Good morning, Tom. It's awesome to be here. Thank you so much for for having me on. Absolutely. Coming off of uh, a little bit of a a, a travel into nature the last few Mm -hmm. days, kind of clear out the head, get away from the technology. 100%. Yeah, anyone who who lives in downtown Toronto knows that you need to to get away (laughs) for a little bit every now and then. So yeah, I went to Port Perry. It's a beautiful little town, just an hour out of Toronto. Nice. Were you camping, hiking, uh, glamping? What was the deal? <laughs> no, I wish I went glamping. Uh, <laughs> no, no, nothing nearly as glamorous. It was uh, 
just like a little Airbnb getaway. So um, okay. I actually went there because I heard there was an animal sanctuary out in Port Perry. My boyfriend found it online and he was like, okay, well, we got to go. So we kind of reverse engineered the trip around the, the animal sanctuary. Um, but yeah, the Airbnb was was lovely. Uh, you know, we just were there for a few days and uh, got to see a lot of cute, cute animals. So yeah, it was an awesome weekend. There's nothing wrong with that. That sounds like a win-win. That's awesome. Um, so uh, we have a lot to talk about today. I think we're going to spend a lot of time talking about uh, you know using video throughout the sales process. And I've I've kind of got a soapbox to stand on because I see all of the SDRs and thought leaders and salespeople talk about how they use video for prospecting, um, which is good, but it's really only a slice of the pie. So I'm excited to get into more of that with you. Before we do that. Uh, walk me through a little bit, like how I'm always interested. How how did you get into sales? Why did you choose sales, or why yeah. did sales choose you? If that was the case, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh gosh, this is going uh, all the way back down memory lane. But um, <laughs> so yeah, I've been in sales now for around about six years, going on to seven. Uh, I actually did not start my career in sales. I started it in design. So I went to school for games design. Uh, I was like a went to school very early I was like 17 I think when I went to uni it's just sort of picked the first thing that was there you know I was a very creative person so for me I was like okay I want to do something that's creative uh, so went into design realized very quickly that was not my thing in terms of a career path uh, you know the games world the industry is very small you know it just the reality didn't match up kind of what I learned uh, so went into graphic design for a little bit actually was doing graphic design for a couple of nonprofits and agencies uh, you know back when I just got out of school at which point I kind of realized that wasn't also my thing either. Um, you know, doing design, being creative in a commercial setting, doing it for money, I guess, uh, just wasn't my thing. It kind of sapped the passion out of it a little bit for me. So I uh, happened to find my way into agency sales. So still in the agency world, but just as an account manager and found that, I mean, I just thrived a lot more in that environment. Uh, you know, really found kind of my calling in being more client facing, I just enjoyed talking to people a lot more instead of sitting behind Photoshop all day and uh, you know taking revisions from a, a client. Uh, so that was really sort of how I got started. You know, learned to get over the fear of the cold call. I was making mm. so many cold calls uh, you know, back then, which I really think helped me develop the resilience and uh, kind of the, I guess, the business acumen that's required to succeed you know, in this field. Uh, fast forward, I went to, I came to Canada around four years ago in 2017. And that was my first dip into tech sales. Um, so, you know, it was also that kind of background in agency sales and hustling that got me that job in, in Canada. I didn't know anyone here. Uh, I didn't have a job lined up, no connections, nothing. So pretty much just like reached out to people cold on LinkedIn, which, you know, now we know is kind of like a skill that you need on in the tech sales world, right? To kind of succeed. Uh, so did that, got myself a job within three months at a company called Hootsuite. Uh, was there for just under two years as a, an account executive, um, you know, went to a startup after that. And now I find myself in uh, at Vidyard. So uh, in partnership, so a little bit of a, a sidestep, but still very much in the sales world, working with sales trainers, sales coaches, sales and enablement experts uh, on video selling. So that's a little bit as to, to my journey up until this point. Awesome. And uh, so let's get into the video piece. When was the, the first time that you started using video throughout the sales process? Was that at, at Hootsuite? 
Yeah. So yeah, around about four years ago was when I first got started. So back then, you know, pre-COVID, pre-pandemic times, I don't think it was something that was as top of mind for folks as it is right now, right? You know, we still had the option of, uh, you know, seeing people in person, uh, you know, calls and emails were probably not getting lost in inboxes as much as they are today. So it was just kind of part of the tech stack we got as we got sort of handed as AEs, right? So it's like, here's your, your Vidyard, you know, here's your Salesforce, you know, and here's a bunch of other things. So yeah, back then, uh, you know, for me, it wasn't nearly as well used of a, a tool. I was kind of using it just for small micro demos, things to kind of explain uh, things a little bit more details, more of a solutions consultant tool actually, rather than AE, but that was where, you know, it first came into my, my general consciousness. Okay. Okay. And so um, walk me through uh, like the full sales cycle. Like what are some examples that, you know, you have or, or in the past or that you're coaching other sales reps to use video? You mentioned micro demos, um, but there's a lot of scenarios outside of just the, the first cold prospect, which by the way, it does work. Um, but we're trying to find some unique creative ways that um, sales reps can up their game. So like, what are some other scenarios in the sales process you might use it? 100%. So, yeah, I mean, I think honestly, Tom, like the best sales reps are the ones who recognize the utility of video as a full sales cycle tool, even for post sales, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, video is just a communication tool. It's not a prospecting tool. Prospecting is, you know, as you mentioned, great. Like a lot of people are posting about their success on LinkedIn, but I mean, honestly, it's just the tip of the iceberg, like 10% of it, uh, you know, is there and what we're really trying to do at Vidyard and you know, speaking from my personal experience uh, using it as well is coaching reps on using it as a full sales cycle tool. So, I mean, even if you think about it from the sales process, like you can do things like re-engage prospects who have gone dark, right? Reminding them there's a human uh, on the other side, works wonders, I'm gonna tell you that. Uh, you know, explaining things in a little bit more detail, engaging with other stakeholders, uh, you know, that are part of the decision-making committee, right? We know that in every decision, there can be up to 10 to 12 decision-makers in any complex software sales projects, right? Many of whom are never going to want to talk to you, you know, throughout that mm. process. Or how do you reach them? How do you influence them without necessarily engaging them in real time? Video is an awesome way to do that. Uh, even sort of post-sale, right? Referrals. I think, uh, you know, that's probably where I found most of my success uh, using video in my last role. So I was at a, after Hootsuite, I was working at a, a small digital accessibility startup here in Toronto. And, uh, you know, that was where I really had to get creative with my outreach. And the reason was we were working in a really, really complex space. So accessibility is, you know, basically uh, the idea that your digital properties need to be accessible to people with disabilities, right? And they, your websites need to be coded in a certain way. Uh, and in this job, we were basically reaching out to very, very senior level executives, chief legal officers, chief digital officers, chief product officers, people who were tasked with the accessibility mandate at their companies, often at the very la um, large companies as well. So I was working with, you know, I closed deals with Sephora, Whole Foods, Nike, uh, you know, of that size. So, you know, these are busy people. They're not going to want to, you know, talk to you in real time necessarily. And one thing that I found to be super successful that maybe someone here can steal is using video to get referrals once you close a customer. So I did this, uh, you know, with one particular company, uh, you know, they were working with us for around about two, three months or so. 
And, uh, you know, they were obviously happy with our service. They were, you know, giving us good feedback. CS team was happy. Uh, so I went back in at that point with the video and, you know, basically asked for a referral through the use of a quick video, video at the time. Instantly got me an introduction to someone at the city of Missouri. So it was like a big government, uh, you know, company that, uh, you know, this particular prospect was a CIO at uh, previously. And that turned into a, an opportunity and, uh, you know, then led to a closed deal as well. So small secret, you know, that a lot of folks don't tend to consider when thinking about video, but honestly, you know, prospecting is just the beginning. All right. So Rachel, I heard three things there. And like, as you know, and as the listeners know, I'm a rep, I'm in the field. Mm-hmm. We got two weeks left in the quarter. So this is a very, very real time for me right now. So I'm going to look to you for some coaching uh, on some scenarios. I heard three scenarios for me there. Um, that I'm looking if we can get a little bit more specific uh, because I'm going to use these all today. Uh, one was uh, ghosted, getting ghosted in a deal or a cycle. One is, you know, multi-threading and getting across to, you know, different stakeholders that you don't have access to. And then the third one is on the referral piece. Um, so are you cool if we get into each of those a little bit more, a little bit more deeply? Oh, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, okay. I appreciate you doing this podcast in the last two <laughs> weeks of the quarter. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're moving, we're moving. Um, yeah. All right. So let's, let's start with, um, we'll start with the referral just cause that's what you brought up most recently. Mm-hmm. So Okay, so let's just say I, uh, you sold to me, you know, three months ago. I'm a happy customer. You know, my NPS is high. You know, you check with the customer success team. Oh, Tom's loving it. Tom loves Vidyard. Um, what's what's the ask? What's the ask in the video? Is it for a specific intro? Is it hey, do you know anyone? What do you what do you say in the video? Yeah. So yeah, a couple of things, right? So keeping in mind to and you know, realizing that video is not a silver bullet either. I think that's what a lot of people, like a trap people fall into and thinking that I'm sending a video, I'm going to automatically achieve my objective. If not, then it sucks, right? You you can't think that way. So you got to think about the content. You got to think about, uh, you know, how you're phrasing your ask and, you know, how you're really making your customer's life as easy as possible, you know, as with all asks. So I would start off with, uh, you know, kind of using the stroke pain impact, um, kind of model, but, you know, uh, that's sort of a Sandler, you know, methodology. We work with Sandler here, um, but sort of adapting that to the, the referral ask here. So stroke, you know, reference something that may stroke their ego a little bit, right? Maybe, you know, you've seen something on LinkedIn, they've won an award of some kind, they've gotten a promotion, you know, picking out what you know of them and weaving that into your message in the first five, seven seconds, right? You want to ensure that you're building that relationship, you're building that rapport, and you're not just going in for the ask, uh, you know, with no, no sort of, uh, you know, acknowledgement of who they are as a person, right? Yep. So that pain, or in this instance with the referral, I think it's important to kind of highlight, okay, um, highlight that, reinforce that they're happy with your service, right? Hey, we heard from our customer success team that, you know, you're finding things uh, to be pr- going pretty well, right? Your properties are, you know, uh, you know, being worked on, digital properties, in my instance, uh, you know, with the, the startup and accessibility, uh, you know, curious if you have anyone in your network who may also benefit, uh, you know, from our services, right? So for my particular instance, people getting sued left, right, and center, like companies were getting sued for not being accessible. So that was basically the problem that we were solving for. Hey, curious, uh, you know, if any, any other VPs of marketing or, uh, you know, general counsel are in the exact same position that, that you are. If so, 
you know, would really appreciate uh, an intro. Uh, you know, would love to see if we may potentially be able to help them. I'm more than happy to draft up uh, an email for you to send to them. You can even forward them this email or this video as well, if that would be helpful uh, to, you know, sort of restart that conversation, right? Yeah. So impact basically making it as easy as possible for them to make that ask. They're not just referring someone and have to like, you know, they're busy people. They're not going to have to draft a, an email themselves, right? So making it nice and packaged, something you can literally do with one click, send it across and uh, it's like a yes or no. Right, so stroke pain impact is kind of the the mm. framework that I like to use with all my videos and with referrals, it's no different. Rachel, you're killing it right now. This is <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, I love that. Let's let's go to the next scenario. So for me, unfortunately, this is a very real scenario with two weeks left in the quarter of being ghosted on a pretty decent sized deal. Um, I'll 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 save I'll spare you the details, but let's just say we're working a deal. And our main contact has ghosted us. We just haven't heard from them in a few weeks. Um, I, you know, we've called, we've we've emailed, we've maybe hit them up on LinkedIn, maybe we've texted, maybe we've tried some of these other formats. Um, video is something for some reason I didn't think to do. So tell me a little bit about that, like maybe seeing the human face, like, hey, I'm not just like this robot on the other side of the computer, like trying to hound you. Um, Maybe that that's what creates the human connection. Sure. Yeah, no, it's a, it is a very real phenomenon. We've all been in that situation. We think we've done all the right things up front and then we come down to the wire and you know, it's like, fuck, like, you know, <laughs> we get to that yeah. point, right? Uh, one key thing that I'm going to emphasize here in terms of what video does is ignite the, it ignites the law of reciprocity, right? So the law of reciprocity, as we know, is kind of like the human social instinct to do something for someone who has done something for us, right? It's just like ingrained with us, embedded in our DNA, it's how civilizations have worked up until this point, sort of based on that kind of unspoken rule of cooperation and uh, reciprocity. So kind of using that human nature kind of element to your advantage here and something that video just does really, really well, right? Because to your point, it reminds the person on the other side that you're human and, you know, even taking a step back, thinking about, our, uh, you know, sort of our prospect and being in their shoes, sometimes they're not ghosting you because, you know, they're a bad person, right? Or they don't want, you know, they're, they've fallen off or they don't care anymore or they're trying to annoy you deliberately or anything like that. So many things could have come up, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it could be, you know, it could be, you know, they're just busy, they've got other initiatives going on. They literally just don't have the time to, to get back to, to emails other times they may even have you know bad news or you know less than great news and they just don't want to share it with you because i mean no human likes sharing bad news right so they right. put it off they put it off i think you and i anyone can relate to that right so the goal of us as a sales rep of course is always just to get to the truth right we just right. want to get to the truth right we don't need them to you know do all of this we but that's again something that's very hard to do again when you're in sort of that imbalanced dynamic so it's kind of just leveraging that law through video. Like I've seen a ton of success doing it. Like it reminds them that you're human. All we have to do is just like, hey, Tom, uh, you know, we've been talking for a few months now. Uh, you know, sounds like X, Y, and Z, you know, at your company, everyone's interested in, in Gong. Uh, you know, you're looking forward to make an impact by X date. 
sent the proposal over, you know, curious uh, sort of if there are any thoughts on it. No worries if not, right? If your timelines or priorities have shifted, just let me know, right? And we can kind of recalibrate and sort of refigure out things from here. Uh, I just need a kind of a, a yes or no answer from you, right? That in and of itself lessens the pressure, I feel, on mm -hmm. the other person's end, because again, it's just like a, a casual conversation, right? And they're also consuming that video on their own terms. That's another thing that's different yeah. from a phone call. You know, people yeah. don't like to break the news in a real-time call either. They get to consume it. It's like, okay, I get to prepare my message. I can respond to him and we can adjust from there. So something to think about. Um, you know, there's no guarantees, of course, but, uh, you know, it, it can go a long way when done correctly. You, you are not held responsible whether this works or not, but these are great ideas. Um, <laughs> and the, the last scenario is the multi-thread, right? So you might be working your deal, you know, in, in my case, oftentimes we're working with CROs or VPs of sales or, you know, maybe a head of customer success or, or marketing might get in there. Um, but oftentimes there might be an economic buyer, say like the CFO that is part of the deal, but isn't part of, you know, a lot of the, of the pitch. So if that's the type of scenario you're talking about, how would you use video to communicate with that person or, or someone else that you haven't yet that's important in the deal? Yeah. So first things first, you know, and as we know, as a sales rep, discovery is ongoing, right? We discovery does not stop after the first call and then, you know, we drop it. Make sure, you know, throughout that discovery process, however many calls it takes, you identify all the stakeholders that are you know, involved in the, the buying process, right? Table stakes. From there, uh, you know, you'll have your calls, you know, you have your demos and likely you'll meet your kind of below the line buyers, people who are screening or vetting, uh, you know, the, the tool, likely the CFO is never going to get a, on a call with you. It's a very small chance that they're going to get on a call with you. Right. But identify that they have a stake in the game, right. Identify from your champions. Okay. You know, here are the people who are behind the iron curtain that I'm never probably going to speak with, but they do sign the check. Cool. Build that relationship asynchronously. So think about are there ways that you can introduce yourself early on in the process, not when you're needing the, the contract signed, early on in the process to those stakeholders, just get on their radar. You know, hey, Tom, it's, hey, you know, Bob, it's Tom from, from Gong. We've been talking to Sally and Joe from your team. Sounds like they're pretty excited about, you know, getting a tool like Gong in place. Wanted to quickly just introduce myself uh, as I know that you're involved in the, the buying process. I want to make sure that you have everything that you need. Here's, you know, some things that I understand are uh, some challenges for you guys. Typically other CFOs uh, that I work with, uh, you know, want to ensure that X, Y, and Z is looked after. So I wanted to just put that on your radar. Happy to get on a real-time call, uh, you know, to discuss at any point. But either way, just wanted to, uh, you know, make sure that you were looped in to that conversation. Done. Very simple thing to do just at the start of the process. And again, makes the ask later on in the process much easier to do because, mm. you know, hey, even if that person, that CFO doesn't respond, they chances are will appreciate, oh, okay, Tom's actually made the effort to get to know me. Uh, you know, I'm really busy. I'm probably not ever going to speak to him, but I feel heard. You know, I feel understood. Uh, I know that he's, uh, he has maturity of the sales process and he knows that CFOs like me are involved and I'm not going to have the same needs as a CRO or, you know, VP marketing, right? And he, he knows my world a little bit, right? Again, sort of earns that trust and you build that common ground and just skyrockets your credibility as well. So that later on down the line, again, when you're kind of down to the wire, uh, you know, you kind of have a little bit of um, so that that ground to build it off of. Rachel, there's no sales rep listening to this podcast that is not in one of these three scenarios that doesn't need a <laughs> referral 
that doesn't have someone ghosting them or doesn't have a deal or a relationship that they need to get deeper and wider and more multi-threaded with. Um, and so I love that you can use this as a channel to your point. Let's have a disclaimer. It's not a silver bullet. It's not going to work hundred percent of the time, but I think it's just a, it's a way to break through the noise. It's a way to get more creative than the checking in email or the long email or just the millions of regular emails that people see on a day-to-day -day or the cold calls that they get. Um, so I love just the knowledge and the psychology behind some of it that you mentioned as well. It's clear that you're a student of psychology and, and of the sales game. So this is great. Yeah. No, listen, I think it's, uh, it's just an untapped minefield, Tom, like, you know, Vidyard is not new. Like we've been around for 11 years. Video in and of itself is not new, right? People have been making videos for millennia. Uh, so just starting to think about how to apply it creatively in sales, which is really just a series of human to human interactions, right? If we boil it down to its very essence, right? How can we make it less robotic? How can we make it less, uh, you know, kind of, that push and pull, right? Like how do we just get on the same ground on, at, with equal business stature with our prospects and customers and build trust to the point where again, they feel comfortable telling us the truth and uh, you know, working together with us you know, on the same side of the table versus you know, on opposite sides of the table. Video has just this power of sort of bridging that gap. And again, it's not because of video being super amazing or anything, it's because we're just bringing our human selves to the table and it's a medium that allows you to do that just a little bit more effectively than than email that's great that's great and uh the last question i have we're big learners on this podcast i'm curious um books podcasts youtube channels whatever um that has helped you out or that you go back to or that you're binging right now um it could be sales or it could be not sales related any, any topic is fair game Gosh, Tom, I am, I'm one of these people who's like reading five books on like on the go at all times, <laughs> listening to a million podcasts. Yeah. So let me kind of take a step back. So I think for me, the actually going back to probably one of the most impactful books that I've read, and it's nothing to do with sales. It's nothing to do with sales tools or technology. Uh, it's called the five invitations. And uh, it's by a guy called Frank Ostaseski. Uh, so Frank was a hospice worker. He uh, you know, worked actually during the, the AIDS epidemic and uh, kind of saw a lot of the, the tragedy, uh, you know, tragedies that were happening uh, you know, during that time. And he uh, you know, did a lot of, um, kind of work in sort of South America, you know, sort of helping folks there. But this book was basically a distillation of all his lessons from working with people who were kind of at the end of their lives, right? Uh, and he, he worked with thousands of them. So that book I think is important for anyone to read. I think it's good for salespeople because sometimes the salespeople can kind of get caught up in the numbers, we can get caught up in our, our quotas, right? And kind of lose sight of the, the bigger picture. And especially I think too, during this remote time and we kind of, get stuck in our little tunnel visions and we lose touch with people that we usually work with. This book, I always return to because it just helps me regain that perspective, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, he shares a ton of stories of people who are at their end of their lives and, you know, he asks them like the same questions and, you know, they're never 
looking back, like, you know, if you've got someone on your deathbed, not to get too morbid or anything, but, you know, if you've got someone on your deathbed uh, who is looking back and, you know, looking back and seeing, okay, how did my life go? You know, are there any things that I regret doing? What things did I wish I do more, did more of? It's generally never, uh, you know, I wish I worked more, yeah. right? It's generally, I wish I spent more time with my family or my friends or, you know, fulfilled my passions in you know this way so I think again for any sales who's kind of just feeling like they're again caught up in the the grind a little bit this book is I mean I can't recommend it enough anyway anyone that I've recommended it to is like just really loved it and um, yeah kind of shifts your your mindset a little bit that sounds like it's up my own. it's called the five invitations correct yeah wow okay I'm in there that's great recommendation um all right, Rachel, anything else that we didn't get to that uh, you wanted to share um, or anything else? And uh, if not, then definitely let people know where they can hit you up if they have questions or they want to connect or, or chat with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think if anyone wants to learn a little bit more about what we're doing, I mean, Vidyard has a free tool. Anyone can get started. You can download the Chrome extension uh, literally right away and start using it. Uh, you know, at Vidyard, we're educating a lot specifically on video selling right now. So, you know, obviously video is a, a big thing. Uh, you know, we want to be there for folks who want to, you know, get a little bit more tactical with it and start to learn how to use it across the full sales cycle. So if you're interested, hit me up. You know, we have a video coach team here, uh, you know, who have a lot more information than even I have, uh, you know, to share and uh, can get a little bit more hands-on. Uh, and of course, anyone can always find me on LinkedIn. I'm always sharing tips on video selling, sales, mindset, personal development, all of that as well. Awesome. Rachel, I appreciate your time this morning. This was great. I'm ready to go get the video. I've got to maybe fix my hair a little bit, get the video going, and we're going to make some magic happen in the sales world today. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all about it, Tom. Thanks so much. Thanks. What's up, everybody? Thanks for checking out that podcast. Uh, happy July to you. Uh, would love if you took 22 seconds and hit subscribe wherever you're listening or watching this, uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, your favorite podcast player, and be sure to check out some of my content on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Tom Alamo and on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Tommy Tahoe. Have a great day. Make it legendary. Peace.